At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proctor, and with me tonight is Lavendula. Hello. 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 Lavendula. Lavendula. I was so confident about knowing (laughs) what this name was that I I was thinking of asking you before we started, and I was like, no, I've got it's it's Lavendula. (laughs) Whoops. And uh, yeah, people say it both ways often, but we we call ourselves Lavendula. Lavendula rolls off the tongue. Lavendula. Well, great name. Um, We'll get to the origins of that in a minute. Um, But uh, we like kicking off with a song. So what we've got for us. Uh, we're going to do a song called Queen Anne's Lace.
song thank you for picking that one to kick us off with sounds quite melancholy on the surface and then i started to kind of pick up on the lyrics and it, it quite a nice kind of tune is it was that kind of like a, an intentional thing or is um, was it actually something maybe a bit darker that i wasn't really picking up on yeah um queen anne's lace is an herb that can be an abortive and the song's about um herbs that um can are good for reproductive health and it's kind of like a you know you can't police my garden dude yeah johanna wrote that one i see so it's, it's a bit more of a yeah it's a bit it's a protest song yeah, a bit more of a protest song than maybe the the surface level uh kind of uh lets on to be and people like myself just goes way of my head so i'm glad you explained it well we you know that's a good thing our... about it too <laughs> we have zines at our shows that have all the lyrics and some like information about reproductive health and um so the crowd doesn't have to stay in the dark for too long yeah. <laughs> well thank you for uh, for informing me at least um so first off or second off at this point uh could you introduce yourselves as individuals that'd be great I am Johanna Rose, and I play upright bass, and I sing. I'm Henry June. I play the banjo and sing. I'm Lilith. I play the guitar and sing, and we all write songs. That's true. That's true. Are we having uh, all, are all three of your uh, songwriting abilities getting showcased this evening? Are we having yeah, a absolutely. mix and match? Yeah, we like to do everything that way. We're going to do one of each of ours, so that one was Johanna Rose's, and then uh, we'll also be doing a a song we wrote together as well. Okay, so like the, the, the final kind of flourish shall be fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, so I read a little bit on your bio before you came in, and your first gig sounded pretty uh, dramatic. I have to tell this story. And yeah. on top of that, it also, there's a picture that goes with it, which Our I album please... Cover. The album cover, which was fantastic. I literally shouted to Annie, my partner, next to me right here, like from downstairs, like, you've got to come listen to this and also come here tonight because you'd love this. So please tell us the story and tell us about the album cover and, and the name and all that. So if you have a 2008 Subaru Outback, there's a part in there that's been recalled for spontaneous combustion. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, we were driving to our first gig um, in two separate vehicles. Yeehaw was in her jam wagon, which is this like giant red van with Wisconsin plates. It's beautiful. But Lily was, had just gotten her license, and I had a golden um, Subaru given to me as a congratulations, you're divorced uh, gift. <laughs> And we were driving 
to this gig that was up by Danville. Um, it was a family reunion uh, for it was this. Amanda Pelkey's family. Yeah, yeah, an Olympic athlete. We played for two Olympic athletes this weekend. Um, uh, that summer. That summer. That summer, we kept on playing for Olympians. It was pretty cool. It was weird. But Lily and I were in my golden divorce wagon, Hilda, and um, Lily was driving because uh, I didn't feel like it, and the hood started smoking. I was like, all right, uh, Lily, maybe you should uh, pull over. So she pulls over, and she turns over the ignition so the car is off, and the car goes, and starts smoking more, and hot, flaming oil starts dripping from the hood of the car. So I said, Lily, take what you can carry and cross the street. Which we was were, not much, and there was a lot in the car. There was a there lot was in the car, and we were like, there was a, ca- there was a canoe on that? There was a canoe on top of the car. It was, uh, I mean... R.I.P. to the canoe? Nope. No. Oh, you got, oh, you got fire, that? That was one of the things. A firefighter gr- came, yes. just happened to be driving down the street. I mean, we were we had no, no, no service. service. <laughs> but there was an out-of-state firefighter, and he and his friends rescued all of our stuff. And his wife took the picture of us. for our, That's our album cover. And we just sat and watched Hilda be fully incinerated on a beautiful autumn day, smoking cigarettes and listening to Towns Van Zandt on my Bluetooth speaker that had miraculously been rescued. Yeah. And that's... Uh, we did make the gig, though. We were three yeah. hours late. Uh, while, I'm pu- <laughs> while I'm making the gig, never going to let down an Olympian, they wouldn't. They yeah. paid us extra because yeah, they, they understood so that, you know, the car's randomly incinerating. And you went the extra mile like they would as well. Uh, yeah, you know? Hilda really did it. But I, I've got to ask, okay, so in that situation, which seldom happens to most people, where you are to grab X many of your most precious things, what exactly do you grab? All uh, of my mom's stuff that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I meant kind of specifically in the car. But yeah, that was what oh, was, that in, was in the car. No, <laughs> okay. My mom's, all my mom's like <laughs> equipment, clothes. Uh, we were not able to salvage some some beautiful, like a skunk. There was a skunk fur. That was I really had a gorgeous. skunk pelt that was given to me, and some. I'm a weird bone collector. I don't want to talk about it. Um. I feel like you ran up the hill and you were clutching like a skull in your Bluetooth speaker. That now, did happen. That should have been the album cover right there, actually. <laughs> that would have been a perfect picture. Well, I gotta say that picture was phenomenal. Uh-huh. Um uh, did you as soon as it was taken, you're like, okay, that is this is the album cover now. No, it's just we like, I think when this. we were doing it, it was like obviously like once we had the songs together, we were like there's no more momentous an occasion that really describes our band than yeah. this image. Mm-hmm. How lovely burning pile of steel. <laughs> it, it seems serendipitous. And also almost like kind of closure, the fact that there's a divorce car as well. There, se- there seems to be a lot of different universal elements coming together here. The yeah. band was a kind of a closure band. We were all heartbroken when we came together. And this was very much like, a, let's replace all the stupid stuff in our life with the best stuff we could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel if you want to replace a skunk pelt you could just drive around Burlington for about 15 minutes on any evening and it's, probably come across one. It's true, but I'll I find one on the way home. The thing is, it's like a friend of mine made a sweet deal with a trapper, so I didn't have to do any of the, like, the nasty getting into the carcass mm. of anything. You know, I just got all of the nice things without any of the skunk blood. Yeah, the skunk mm. smell. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this is also when you came up with the name uh, Lavendula. So how did that happen at the same time? There's a lot of momentous things happening at one very small kind of space of time here. The name was already special to Henry, and I thought of it, and I actually kind of felt bad taking it, but Henry seemed really into it. Um, It just, it felt really, it felt like it described all of the lovely stuff while also getting kind of the witchy element in there. It's herbal. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. 
Yeah. No yeah. one knows how to say it. No one. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it was... I, you really tripped me up on that one. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so that was... How many years ago was that? Last year. One. That was last one year oh, ago. We're not, eight days yeah, from now. I think now. we're almost a, a year old. Days, no. We became a band officially on my... Used to be. My husband uh, anniversary. Uh, weirdly <laughs> enough, we were at the Tunbridge Fair and yeah. we were getting dragged around on one of the like little truck wagons and we were playing, playing Dirty Old Town. We were playing Dirty Old Town by the Pogues and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Is this a yeah. band? <laughs> Is this a band? Also, I got married on this day. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. <laughs> yeah, um, we, uh, we took our instruments into the fair and we made all the money we spent on tickets and some back in like an hour. It was awesome. And we spent a lot on tickets because I love to ride the rides. Right. Even on the Tunbridge Fair, where famously got really just big pumpkins and they've got tractors, yeah. cows, tractor pulls, cows pulling tractors, pig races, tractors pulling cows. <laughs> <laughs> Every no, way you cows pulling oh. cows, tractors pulling tractors. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Really just yeah. a big tractor cow gay love fest. I can see why. Tractors <laughs> pulling cows. <laughs> this is why it's a world's fair. I mean, where else can you see this? Yeah. Um, uh, so I'd love to hear another song. So what have you got for us? Okay, this one's mine. So that one was uh, more of a protest song. This is kind of just more a, um, a lament song. But it's on the same topic of reproductive rights and it's, you know, personal experience. And it's my song. And it's called Barely 21.
21. <laughs> Another absolute bop. Um, although a lot more kind of there's a, a I don't know a bit, a bit more of a of a kick to that one, and obviously you're talking about like uh, a very personal experience. How is that? when you get in front of a stage and kind of like retell this especially i mean two friends by next to you probably helps but yeah definitely um it helps that i'm not the only one for sure and it's easier actually in front of a crowd when i'm playing it like um i don't know just in front of a few people especially if it's like people who know me i'm like oh i'm talking about people i know i hope nobody because <laughs> i'm talking about myself and there's other people mentioned in the song that's always weird but for the most part it just feels good to know that um, I'm talking about it because the main thing is like nobody talks about this stuff. It's particularly like nobody talks about being pregnant when you don't ultimately have a baby. Like nobody gets to talk about that experience. Nobody talks about um, the actual process of like losing this yeah. part of your body, blood coming out of you, this whole thing, you know. Yeah. So I, it feels good to me just to be saying it. Have you had any surprising or eye opening or? Unexpected reactions when you've played this in front of people, either sharing or... It's a pretty new song. The main thing that was surprising is I played it at Radio Bean and a, like more than one person came up to me, like my friends and others were just like, that made me cry. And I was not expecting that reaction. I was kind of just... Um, yeah, it was, it was nice to hear that it's actually resonating with people. That's cool. At what point did you decide as a band to start producing zines for your gigs as a part of an educational experience as well as, you know, just listen to a great We band. never wanted boring merch. <laughs> we just never wanted standard, like, here's a T-shirt, here's a sticker, here's a patch, just those things. Not to, you know, knock anybody who does that, but we wanted to kind of bring something dynamic to the table. Um, you know, Lily's a visual artist. I make um, utilitarian crafts out of resin and garbage. Um, <laughs> and Yeehaw's an amazing broom maker and writer also. So and we all have, like, really tied personal experiences with reproductive health complications. And, you know, it's something that we know that we don't live on an island in, too. For sure. And, I mean, personally, I've never um, separated my art from activism um, since I started um, playing in bands. I've always used like the the um you know moment that you're behind a microphone to you know talk about the real stuff and uh bring attention to the things that i want you know changed in the world is this how you gravitated to folk or were you playing a lot of folk and I mean, a lot of blood politics I, and folk, so. <laughs> I picked up right bass when i was nine years old and that's kind of like... Not the same one, I'm assuming. No, not the, yeah, not this one, exactly. Um, but I've had this one for a, a long, long time. Um, but, um, yeah, so that kind of puts you in the folk realm, usually. Though I played it in punk bands when I was younger. A, a couple of them. You can play this thing in anything. Yeah, I mean, it was... I, I do feel pigeonholed sometimes, you know? They're just like, upright bass. But I love folk, and I love country music, and I love... Being part of that tradition and and like uh, you can see, I don't know if you saw the back of my face. Oh, I did not. Yeah, classic Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Homage. Yeah, I really like I really like all of the the labor songs and and all the songs of various social movements. Um, and I I love trying to write my own. Um, did sorry, I was um. 
folk being kind of the uh, a conduit for political songs um is that how you kind of got your own learning in terms of politics or was that external um no i mean i think uh, my mom was uh, was is an activist um and she has been her whole life and i remember her uh dragging me out of uh, Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra to go protest George Bush because he was <laughs> in town in Milwaukee um, <laughs> when I was 11. Um, so, you know, I've, I've always been a protest baby. And uh, it's I come from a long line of labor organizers on my father's side then, too. So nice. it's just kind of what we do. We're just, we're just those those people. <laughs> I'm AFL-CIO myself. Um, nice. <laughs> how did you three meet? So you guys officially became a band a year ago, so it sounds like you were casually dating as a band we're prior a to that. We're a Yeah, we're a weird polycule. <laughs> or cult, or something. We're definitely a cult. Yeah. I remember the very first time I ever saw Johanna, she was playing with my brother, and I looked and I said, that person was cool. I'm going to stare at them until they have to meet me. <laughs> and then the next time, I, you know, like, you, you know, months down the line, Johanna was like, something, something, the first time we met on Dog River. And I was like, that was not the first time we met. <laughs> I stared at you at Charlie O's for like an hour. And they did, they came up to me and, and like, it was like, you know, magnets across the courtyard. Um, Henry and I have known each other for a lot longer. Um, but we only started like really hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last year. There is a theory that I met you when As a you baby. were a baby. Yeah. Because your family lived next to my uncle's. And Johanna was like exploring fairy woods with my gay cousin. I did do that. Yeah. That was great. Wait, so, wait, you're Milwaukee, but uncle lived in Vermont and you two are from Vermont? Is that is this the general gist of where I'm getting at here? Yeah. I uh, was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but my mom's extended side always lived in Vermont. So I grew up coming to Vermont like every summer and some Christmases. And um, my grandma's sister had a place on Shadow Lake up in Glover. And um, so that was always like one of the places we'd go in the summer. And then I... After I was touring around with different bands, but then the pandemic happened. So my mom had some land in Glover and I built a treehouse. And now I live in that treehouse. And yeah, that's how we got here. That was going to be a later <laughs> question, but you brought it up. So you guys just came out of an album, well, not just came out of an album, you came out of an album in February, first album. I assume, I think. Yes. Um, recorded in your treehouse in part. And so we're talking, we must be talking about a fairly sophisticated treehouse, or are we still talking about two planks of wood and you just really just made the juice the place up? It's like a tiny house in three hemlock trees. So it's, it's pretty. I lived, I just did my first winter there. I have a wood stove in my treehouse. Um, and I have electricity. But so it's not a bit water. of a recipe for disaster having a wood stove in a treehouse. It's but, totally good. It's yeah. totally working out. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, do all three of you live up in the Northeast Kingdom now? I live in Burlington now. I'm from. I've 
I've been in Montpelier since I was 12, and I finally got free. I'm in Burlington. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> but Henry's still in Montpelier. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll to rub it in, Henry. I love Montpelier. It's, you want to trade places? No, not particularly, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I go there enough as it is. <laughs> I know. Um, well, um, so you came together about a year ago, officially. You've played for several Olympians since then. It sounds like you kind of, you just took off immediately. And I don't know if it was the Tunbridge Fair. I don't know if it was a burning car. But you, you seem to have already kind of really put yourself on the map. We have so a lot of chemistry. Tell us, tell us the year that you've had. Oh, my gosh. We went to Alaska. We went to Alaska, which is where Henry's from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the last year, what do we? Okay, so we, we got played for together, two Olympians. Played for a couple Olympians. We Actually, saw made one car burn. We saw one car burn. Um, Co- there was a long winter of COVID separation. It was just miserable. That was hard. And then we kind of came back together with the determination that we would play the Alaska Folk Fest, which we thought was a sh- like a long shot. Turned mm. out to be a reality. And so we played yeah. some shows before then. Got ourselves there. Spent all of our money. Yes. Completely wowed Juno. We had them in the palm of our hand. We had like a 300 body deep show after playing the festival itself in the oldest bar in my hometown. And the Alaskan is a, a brothel back in the gold panning days. Yeah. And you can see evidence of it all across Everything. the tavern. It's it's beautiful. It's still got a lot of the old like Victorian architecture. Um, the floors are definitely going to like fall through yeah. one of these days. We were playing and people were stomping, dancing around. I thought, man, like... <laughs> this is it. The building was shaking. My <laughs> what a way to go, though, you I know, if you're going to die that way. It was... My hand. I, I, it had been so long since I... It had been like since a punk show that I played till my hand got bloody, mm. but that show, my hand was bloody. Yeah, we had a great time in Alaska. What a homecoming for you as well. I mean, one of the oldest bars 11. in Alaska, come back 11 years. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. Like a prodigal daughter. It was pretty cool. I, You know, when I, when I grew up, I was going to the folk festival. That's where all the all the music nerds and the bad kids go. And I'm just, I'm going to leave that alone. You can guess which I fall, fell in with. Um, I figured it's a Venn diagram. It's just here in the center of it. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I used to go to the folk fest um, every year, skip school, and that was like kind of the part of the year where you were allowed to do that, so you could go catch all the local. The town blows up to twice the population, and I just grew up being like, I really want to play that festival one day. I don't know how to play anything, but I'm gonna do it one day. And then I left when I was 18. Um, there's a lot of like darkness up in southeast Alaska. There's um, just a lot of people succumbing to depression. There's a lot of domestic violence and displacement um, of indigenous families, you know. Um, and it got a little too intense for me, so I had to get out of there. But I knew I'd come back, and when these two consented for some crazy reason to go to the darkest place on earth with me, I said, okay, good, let's spend all our money and buy really poopy plane tickets and go drink hard seltzer in Alaska and get famous, whatever. And eat. Russian dumplings. Oh my god, oh, yeah, we ate so cool. many dumplings. <laughs> so I get you guys are big in Alaska, at the very yeah, least. I'm big. Big in Alaska. Big in Alaska, big in Vermont, big on TikTok as well, as we were talking about before the show. You guys did blow up a little bit on TikTok, yeah. so congratulations for for that. Yeah, Thanks, thank Maxine. Maxine. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Maxine. <laughs> um, we'd love to hear another song. So I'm um, get it, it's it's Henry's turn, I guess. Yeah. This song's about a job I do. Uh, 
Sorry, Henry, I didn't get the name of the song at the start. Oh, that song is called Bandage. Bandage. Um, do you want to talk about the song a little bit? Sure. Um, I wrote that song. I got a lot of help from Lily because I couldn't finish it. Um, but I wrote this song about um, a shadowed sect of labor. Um, my mom was a full-service sex worker. Um, I was conceived in an act of sex work, and she kept that, like, tightly locked secret for a lot of my growing up. Um, and I found out um, as a young adult, and I became a sex worker later myself. I actually run a nonprofit um, here in Vermont, focusing on labor rights specifically with consensual sex workers and trafficking survivors. We're called Ishtar Collective. You can catch us at the State House next session. Um, and it's just something that's, I mean, really close to my heart. It's something that um, when I first discovered it about my mother, I struggled with a lot. Um, and something that became, you know, a celebrated part of like my heritage. And I owe my actual life to it. So, yeah, it's about sex work. <laughs> that's uh, incredible. I, I wouldn't have known if you hadn't explained it. And I'm really glad you did. I'm also pleased to hear you be at the State House next year is where I spend half my time I'll in the winter. <laughs> so I will see you in those uh, very uptight holes uh, in the winter. But um, I'm going to remain neutral on that one because uh, we got, I got I to gotta get along with them. Yes. Yeah. So they sign yeah. the bills. Yeah. Apparently that. things go we easier. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys obviously said uh, recorded your first record in February, came out in 2022. To, uh, came out this year, sorry. Record it again apart in a treehouse. So, I mean, in the background, you hear like pigeons and ravens like cawing, or was that kind of. Was there it... are no pigeons at the treehouse. No pigeons at the treehouse. Yeah. There's oh. um, like every oh, other means. bird, but there's like. I've never seen a pigeon at oh. the treehouse. Yeah. I guess pigeons <laughs> just kind of hang around hang around cities. Um, but did, was it all recorded in, in your respective houses? Mm, well, your house. Yeah, it was in part recorded. I live in an attic apartment, which, yeah, Montpelier. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah we kind of just recorded everywhere we could, um, just trying to, like, get the little snippets together. And then, um, yeah, I mixed it uh, at the treehouse. Wow, so you yeah. got, like, a whole setup in there? I mean, I have, like, a microphone. Okay. It was really, I mean, it was just, like, every time that we got together, we set it all up and yeah. we had to take it down completely every single time, and there was a lot of like, oh, no, your tea has to move over here, and like, mm. oh, let's move that stand a little bit this way so we can all cram into one room. There's a lot of, you know, like, stepping outside and recording parts, yeah. um, getting to just have the headphones on yourself, and just like, any time that there's like, harmonies or like licks, we could really just like have the time to do it exactly how we wanted to mm. individually, so we had a lot of like, creative control that way. It was yeah. really fun. Uh, would you, so you wouldn't do it again in like a recording studio if you, album two or record, record two. We're hoping to do it in a studio. Okay. We just toured a studio today. Yeah, we did. We looked at a studio in Burlington. Today. Oh, so this is like up and cut. This is, this is coming yeah, soon. Yeah, we, we're trying to get um, the money together 
and when we're talking to a studio um, about working with them um, to make this um, uh, basically reproductive freedom EP. Which we were hoping to get out, you know, before they overturned Roe versus Wade, but then that happened and we were like, well, we've got to do it anyway. Mm. Yeah, and we're hoping to use some of the funds um, raised by the album for, um, to raise money for um, some, some sort of Direct action. Yeah, there's the Vermont Abortion Fund, and I think that's helpful information just to put out there. Um, It's a resource that you can find easily through Google. The website does not have lots of bells and whistles. This is something that's really controversial, so I think they try to be less assuming in their appearance, but you just slap that right on the Google there. And what they do is if you are in a place of economic hardship and you have decided that carrying to term is not for you, they aid you in funding um, that procedure, like no red tape, no questions asked. Fantastic. Yeah, so we're, we're hoping to connect with some sort of foundation like that, or maybe that one, and then work it out with the studio and have something in spring. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. So have you got the, the tracks already together, or are you still kind of working out which was going to go where? We've and got then- our basic ones that we're planning on just doing the, the, the raw bones ones. You yeah. Know, just the meat of yeah, and then um, it would be really great to at some point get to record. We have many songs. We're pre- quite prolific, honestly. It's true. Um, Three songwriters, so one band. You know. Yeah, right. It mm-hmm. Works out. So that would be nice to get to the all of them at some point. But the main priority right now is just the there's like three tracks and an acoustic one we'd like to get together. Acapella. Acapella. Oh yeah, that's that's the word. <laughs> as as all three of you live in separate places, is it? And yes. you are all songwriters. Is it kind of difficult when you do get together to to practice? Because it was like, oh, we've got twenty three songs to play tonight that we want to introduce. Um, we take it I one by like, one. Yeah, I feel like we're really good at that. Yeah, yeah we teach each other what we're working on. Like what um, we're excited about. Yeah. And, like, you know, the, the last song that we want to share with you is um, definitely co-authored. I'd started writing it um, after a long night smoking a lot of the devil's lettuce and uh, <laughs> hit, a, hit a wall, as I often do. Um, I never know how to finish things, and so I brought it to them. And that's, I mean, we're good at, yeah, we're good at the collaborative process. The best collaborative process we ever had songwriting was when we were in Alaska. We went over to, was it an island? It was Douglas Island. Yeah, Yeah. we went to Douglas Island. Island And we got some margaritas. Yeah. Everyone does on an island. I mean, Dave Matthews kind of sets it out for you. But yeah, uh, margaritas on an island. Yeah, sitting there and just started writing this song. And... You know, these two had their verses lickety-split. I had to go hide in the bathroom <laughs> to make to write mine. That's true, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it was an acapella, and it's all stomping. So if you ever catch one of our shows, you can listen out for the song um, Mama Drinks Rum. We wrote that one all together on an island in Alaska. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so as you've got, like, your individual kind of songwriting, how often is it that it, it, you kind of get halfway through a song, and you're like, okay, I just need... I need I need the other two to kind of finish this off. Oh, and how often is it you kind of like come and you're like, this is my song and this is how you're going to do it and this is how you're going to do it and this is how the song's going to sound? I feel like every song is so different. You know, yeah. every song right, every song I've written, it's never been the same. So, like a lot of times we'll add things that we never expected when we all get together, you know, uh, or 
harmonies will kick the song. Like, we'll think we didn't have a song, but then you add the harmonies, and it's like, actually, that is a song. It just really needed a little bit of an oomph. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I often am not like, you do this here if it's a song I wrote. I'm like, what do you feel like doing on this? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, we're more everyone's like... Everyone's kind of open to, like, everyone just, like, Unleashing their creative power. Their yeah. It's usually ways. more like, here are the chords. Yeah, like get with yeah. it. Yeah, oh. do it. Have, have fun. <laughs> yeah, are you Hear the about? chords, flame or, or not? You know, just go wild. <laughs> yeah, not the boss of you. Um, and you did mention about raising funds to 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 get your work recorded, and obviously trying to get it done kind of for free, but kind of as a as a, a gift, exact. Um, but you do do a lot of you raising your money in busking from what I've seen. We do, we busk a lot. So I'm really curious, as a busking band, or as a band that kind of kind of identifies as a busking band, what is the big differences between just setting up, playing on the street, and trying to like draw people in, impromptu audience, versus kind of being on a stage, name up and lights, this is your time to play? The sound uh, is a lot more reliable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busking. I'm busking. <laughs> but I love microphones yeah. so much. <laughs> I don't know. I love playing on the street. The street is my favorite place to play. Personally. Yeah, it's probably my We just played place. Church Street for a few minutes to warm up before coming here. It was it's great. Soundtracked a couple suppers. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. some applause. We mm -hmm. did. I think we made like $10. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's been your, your most successful busking day? And then also, has it ever oh. been the case where you, you, you three have set up and you're just like playing and it starts raining and there's no one there and you're just like oh, yeah. sadly yeah, plucking sure. away? Well, we had a guy recently come over and talk our ear off, but he had given us a hundred dollar bill, so we had oh. we didn't have to listen. Yeah. But it was nice to get a hundred dollar bill. That was cool. I liked we we got that gig in Danville busking. I think all of our busking experiences have been oh, yeah. fantastic. Every time we set up, we're just like something like we get some sort of contact. Like someone's like, "Oh, you gotta come." That's how we got that first gig where the car blew up because we were busking. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you got to come play our family reunion. And we were like, Shh, yeah, let's go, you know? So, I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've I played a lot of places, and I just really love how you're cutting the middle man when you're busking. You're not like, mm. you're not, there's no one in between you and the It's music. revolutionary, really. It's yeah. rebellion. It's proletariat. It's yeah. proletariat. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I say that as a joke, but I really, truly believe that. I fully support people making music. I mean, okay, I love getting money for music. Um, and when you're on the street, you do get money. But I love people doing music in a way that, yeah, requires nobody else, that requires no Spotify, nothing but your own voice happening right then and there, and another person coming and listening to it. That, in my opinion, can be an act of revolution. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's bringing it back to its core. Yeah, what it's going to be about. It becomes more interconnected. You know? So I would, I would sell out in a minute. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I would, but I would like Chumbawamba sell out. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like, not let Chumbawamba go today. I they're a, they're a great band. They're communist and they're English. So I mean, like I'm all in yeah, favor of them. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom likes them. <laughs> uh, favorite place to busk? If we could make it to New Orleans, I would. In a heartbeat. My pants. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> uh, there's a busking band in New Orleans called Yes Ma'am, which mm -hmm. I don't know. If I you know that guy. Oh I know Tal. He's a bad it's man. It's such. 
Oh, he's a bad man. No, he wrote a song called Bad Man. Oh. And if you were listening to this, he would. I'm so just sorry. Hearing him oh right then. God, I was like, no. just we're not going to cancel anybody on your radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I like, his voice is amazing. It's um, so good. That guy's so rough and tumble too. I have, we're buds, and his Instagram is pretty lively. You should uh, take a gander if you're ever bored. So, so we've got right. New Orleans. Any any changes from New Orleans? If, I just if like possible. busking close to farmers markets because then you're in proximity to nice vegetables that are really good. And then sometimes farmers will give you vegetables like as tips, and that's like the best when you're tipped in vegetables. See, now you're cutting out another middleman. Let's not talk, you know. Well, they have a farmer. U.S. currency, get out of here. Let's yeah, get completely. paid in tomatoes and Goodbye. aubergines and stuff. You Bartering know? is yeah. also an act of Vegetables are the new Bitcoin, yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I also, when we were in Alaska, we busked right in town in Juneau, and the mountain was behind us, and uh, it was that was pretty stellar yeah. because the whole town is just this little cove. It's, it, I like Alaska. So if we had our votes, I guess, Farmer's Market, New Orleans, Juneau, Juneau. downtown. I would do it back home again, too, if the weather would permit. It's a little. I definitely want to busk in Paris. Got to be real. I know it's so shishi, oh, but yeah. definitely want to busk in 100%. Paris. 100%. Yeah, Sacred Heart. They're you have to wear that hat. Over there, oh, absolutely. <laughs> all the crepes. All I love how many hopes and dreams are coming out of this. I want, I want you to realize all of these. This will be we're watching from afar. Um, before I let you play your last song. Um, where are you playing next and where can people find you to give you money or vegetables? <laughs> um, well, a great way to give us money and vegetables is Bandcamp. That's where you can uh, buy the music we have recorded. Um, and um, if like you don't want to do that, we're also on all of the things like Spotify and all the other ones. Um, and you can follow us on those apps because they don't really give you money, but then if you're followed, it's better somehow. I don't know. Add us to your playlist. Yeah, add also. us to your playlist. And um, and then we're playing a show in Burlington this weekend with Marxist Jargon. Do you know them? I do, like, uh, I do I know Marxist Jargon. Yeah, they probably cycle through at some point. They're really great. Where are you guys playing? We are playing at a house. You have to DM Marxist <laughs> Jargon it's for the, the address. All right. I think it's a backyard. Okay. So we'll be in a backyard in Burlington this weekend. Just uh, uh, come find us. That sounds good. I'll, I'm going to search you guys out. Um, what collaborative song have you got to play us out with? This one's called Pick Me. It's about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally. It's, it's not. I'm sorry. Oh. It's a lie. I'm lying. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a one, two. Thank you. 
pick me guys thank you so much for coming in thanks for having us Tom. yeah thank thanks y'all so this has been an absolute pleasure please come back in when you have that album uh or just every other week that would be great um great to you every other week then yeah um so next week we've got hannah hannah coming in but the week after next thank you bob we've got hannah hannah coming in and i've got a week off apparently and so does Bob. Uh, but for now, this has been WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I have been your host, on Proctor, and good night.